Hi, this is John Deke with 25 Years of the Very Young Composers, a program at the New York Philharmonic. What we're hearing now are a few bars of Notes of Musical Coolness, an orchestral work by very young composer Ashanti Espiritu Santo. This is Scene 7, Disappointment, Rescue, and a Lucky Break. Could Interlaken be that perfect place to live peacefully and enjoy both spreading my love of music as well as reveling in the outdoor life? Well, I was soon to find out. The then-new Interlaken Arts Academy in Northern Michigan was founded by Joseph Maddy as a year-round high school of the arts patterned after his famously successful summer music camp. When I arrived in the fall of 1965, both as a faculty member and as a performer in Thor Johnson's Chicago Little Symphony, it was my first full-time employment as a new graduate of the Juilliard School and only the second year of the school's existence. Yes, it was a step for me into the unknown, but I was already bringing with me what seemed like a lifetime of baggage, uh, I mean uh, experiences, passions and ambitions, both professional and personal. At Oberlin, in particular, I had gathered a group of close personal friends who, to varying degrees, have stayed with me to this day, including Carol Cage, whom I'd mentioned in Scene 5. We met just before I left Oberlin, and after becoming engaged, we married during my first year at Interlaken. We were both 22 years old. Carol was a violist, a fine musician, and an intellect from Texas, and from the first, was primarily involved in socio-political issues and events. Uh, to put a fine point on my experience at Interlaken, I did love the students, taught the bass players, helped with theory, orchestration, and played at least 10 weeks per year with the Chicago Little Symphony, a first-rate ensemble, and the students were amazing. In fact, such a high level, and they studied so hard that they sometimes stressed themselves out. I often felt like a counselor as much as a teacher, and I still keep in contact with some of them to this day. But as an academic faculty member, eh, that was a different story. Despite the school being in such a lovely area of Michigan, the school itself, apart from the students, felt somehow restrictive and cramped me. Somehow, I don't know. The faculty, though first class, was competitive, you know, as faculties can tend to be. And although I made good friends, I often felt judged in a not helpful way by a few key people. <sighs> One afternoon, as I was giving a student a bass lesson, the school's director himself, Thor Johnson, burst into my studio without knocking and excoriated me, practically yelling, well, yelling, that I was not giving my students three octave scales. Three octave scales? This student couldn't even play a single octave scale anywhere near in tune. Anyway, I was stunned and speechless and embarrassed in front of the student. I was so offended by the rude manner in which this director expressed what could have been a polite and helpful discussion that after a moment to regain my composure, I went right into his office and offered my resignation on the spot. 
Oh, then, how his manner changed. He apologized profusely, telling me how valuable I was and what a good job I was doing, yada, yada, yada. But I'd had enough. Although I realized quitting immediately would not be wise, I made up my mind to find some way to leave by the end of the academic year. I later, by the way, found out that the cello teacher who felt resentful of me for some reason had bent Thor Johnson's ear about the scales business. Uh-huh. So that's how some things were done around here. How disappointing. But anyway, that wasn't the only problem facing me. This was the era of the Vietnam War, and the draft was calling young men increasingly rapidly. As I no longer had a student deferment, I was about to be called by the army to have my physical exam. Now, even though I was solidly against the war from the first, I do like to think of myself as a good citizen, shouldering duties for my country. But the army would have been impossible for me, even if I were lucky to, you know, play in the military band or something. There were two realistic alternatives, the Peace Corps or the Fulbright Fellowship Program. Emigrating to Canada was tempting, but not wise. The Fulbright Program was highly competitive, but I had to give it a try. There were two things in my favor. I was applying from a rural area, and Carol and I had made good friends with an Italian-American faculty member who convinced me that the Italians loved the Fulbright Program, and this would help the application. I already was uh, in awe of Italy, so we grabbed that idea and optimistically started Italian lessons. In short, after extensive paperwork, recommendations, interviews, and an audition, I was accepted into the program. We were going to Rome, Italy! <laughs> 